talking all things entertainment, pop culture, and nerdum. This is the Potential Podcast. Well, hello, Potential Podcast listeners. Today we have a tribute episode to a one-of-a-kind woman that was just 18 days shy of her 100th birthday. Uh, December 31st of 2021, we lost Betty White. Uh, Somewhat of almost an ongoing running joke that she never was going to pass. Uh, And then the news did drop that she did indeed. Uh, And if there's a way to end a year, that's not the way you want to end the year. But unfortunately, that is what came to pass. But Betty White, wow, 99 years old, uh, almost 100. To think of the amount of work she did over the course of her life, she was still working pretty much up to the time of her death. You know, it's like she she continued to do stuff in TV and film. Uh, It's pretty impressive, you know. It was, and it was, always, you know, it was a running gag though. There was always these hoaxes that Betty White was died. So when I heard it, I was like, "Oh, there's no way," you know, that you know, she's, she's probably frozen somewhere in, uh, you know, cryogenic stasis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be back. Um, yeah, it was something about that. You know, you have a lot of these performers and actors and actresses that have such a large body of work, but Betty White was just, you know, the you say pioneer. That I mean, that of. of TV. I mean, she was. I mean, for a career that spanned seven decades, um, I think a majority of her work was um, has its origins in television. I think that was a huge thing about her. She was she was quite the television star, um, and just this great presence. And to think not only a pioneer in TV in general, but to be one of the first women to kind of pave the way both in front and behind the t- camera. It wasn't even just that, but what she, her body of work and how long, it was that she had this presence, you know, you just have like that kind of like that little old lady. She was funny. She was witty. And I mean, making world leaders laugh. And like you, you see, I, I remember some of the shows that she had done over the years. I never watched them in, in their entirety, but I remember just seeing the outtakes that she would do. She would just like, just crack up a whole room. It's the thing about timing. I think that we have a very different style of comedy the last 20 years to what her, you know, main generation was focused on when it came to comedy. And there's just something about timing and uh, kind of the delivery of a line or a moment or a physical, you know, beat that I don't think is really taught as well today as it was back then. Of course, we have some great comedians nowadays, but things have really changed and evolved. And so she did have that, you know, I mean, of course, we knew her for most of her life, you know, by the time we came to this world as that kind of more seasoned vets, the the older kind of, yeah, little granny look. But, you know, when she was younger, she really was this beautiful dame. And think of her, you know, she's been on television since as early as 1950. Yeah, and well, you know what's even funny is it's crazy to think that, I mean, I always knew, you know, our, our memories of her right off the bat, we, we thought of Betty White, we thought of the Golden Girls. But, you know, going back, a big um, constant thing that my family and I would do uh, every year when we go down to, like, to the beach, we'd always have the Game Show Network was on, and they would play a lot of the old school things. And I realized that, you know, when she, you know, first started in radio, she became 
kind of her transition to TV started out was American Game Shows. And she was kind of the staple panelist that was on from Password, The Magic Game, uh, To Tell the Truth, you know, the Hollywood Squares. And watching this, like, and that's why she was called the first lady of game shows. Uh, but she was just so funny. Like, it was just like she was perfect to have as a panelist because she would always have, you know, come up with good stuff. You, you know what? You know, from our cruise ship days, we had those little game shows that we had to, like, yeah. have someone funny. You know, she was the, she was it. If you had her in there, you know, you just you glued herself because she was. She was elegant, but she would come up. She was so disarming with the stuff that she would come up with. Like, you think that she had a writer, but she came up with the stuff on the spot like that. Just the... Her repartee and her her amazing wit. It was just like wow. Like I was, it still like it held up the humor, you know, that long ago. I was just I was laughing so hard. I think that's something that's continued as well. You know, we look at game shows now, and we do uh, we do love the humorous side, which is why I think people continue to watch even clips on YouTube of uh, game shows. But you know, since you did mention it, I think you know if I look at Betty White and think of what would be most people's most people nowadays, you know, if they were to be introduced to her, what was the first thing they can remember watching of her? And for most people, it probably would be the golden girls. I mean, I definitely remember, you know, there's certain shows that are always on during the day. If you're, you know, sick from school, you know, you have your prices, right? You have your Maury show, you have judge Judy and, it, you know, I love Lucy would be one that would be on all the time. And I always remember that there would be episodes of the Golden Girls. Now, the Golden Girls, you know, for this sitcom that it was, you know, is still deemed very iconic, very beloved. Uh, she's the last of the four to pass. Um, and which I love that, you know, a lot of people are posting, you know, thank you for being a friend. And uh, now, you know, up in heaven, all four of them are, are, you know, hugging each other, having a reunion. It's one of those things where, like, I haven't seen enough of it to truly appreciate it for what it is, but I've seen a fair amount of episodes and every time I have, I've laughed a lot, you know, for even though, you know, for being, you know, a, a man who's still young. And by the time I remember watching the golden girls being like, you know, probably a kid or, you know, into my teens, there probably was still things that I probably didn't really connect with because the humor, a lot of it is for those women that are, are you know, middle-aged and up into elderly but I mean, there was a lot of fun, just jokes and humor and the wit and the banter between those four. And she was of the four, the nicer one. She was the sweetheart. Um, and I think that's something that has always been her kind of her vibe is that she comes off that sweet, trusting, innocent lady. But then when she gets you with a a punchline or a jab, it's so funny, you know. She could blur the line really good. If you think about um you know, elderly women who, you know, when you get, and this is a tough thing, whether you, I think more so when you're a woman growing, um, getting older, uh, you know, not all women, uh, unfortunately age like a fine wine. And she has been one of those women that has defied disbelief. Cause you know, you're an older woman, you know, you're going to either be the cantankerous, uh, lady. Uh, and you know, that, <laughs> that lady just like saying these nasty things, but she's so old, we'll let her, we'll go with it. And then there's the one that, you know, very funny and stuff and very sweet and warm. She blurred the line with both. It was really kind of funny. And I think I think what movie real and what, you know, a lot of other kids, you know, much more recent would really appreciate, I think, uh, of her limited film roles that she did. The biggest one, I think, that kind of renewed her kind of cult status would have have to been The Proposal. 
back in 2009. Um, and I think seeing that, I just had, I, you know, I love a good comedy. Ryan Reynolds, Sandra Bullock are great, but she was the, she was like one of the standouts. And, um, uh, and Oscar also. <laughs> uh, but she, something about that role was just so great because how could they, you know, you watch these outtakes, you could not keep a straight face with her around because, I mean, just what, like, oh my God, every scene she's in, I'm just cracking up. She's just so adorable. Her and, and that, uh, the Native American headdress. Oh, oh yeah, when she's ridiculous. doing the thing and they're doing yeah. that to the window. And, and, and the awkwardness of Sandra Bullock having to just go along with it is just, yeah, it's iconic. Um, and like, yeah, another, another film role I remember her in that it, it's a terrible movie. But it's one I just remember watching a lot in my youth because I like crocodiles. Uh, but Lake Placid, you know, she comes off as the sweet, innocent lady in the film. But really, she's technically the villain because she's the one that's let the crocodiles go into the water. And she's the one that's like taking care of them. Uh, <laughs> and another one I remember she was in is it's a movie I haven't seen in a long time. But because I've been recently watching uh, a rewatching, I should say, Shit's Creek. Um, you know, my fiance watches it over and over again. Seeing Eugene Levy, I'm like, oh, that's right. I remember that movie, Bringing Down the House with Steve Martin and Queen Latifah. And that's another film role that she was in. Uh, but yeah, she, she did a fair amount. I mean, she did definitely a lot of, of voice acting as well. A uh, fair amount of animation from, uh, you know, she did the Lorax. She was in Toy Story 4. Um, the Wild Thornberries, The Origin of Donnie. So, you know, she did a little bit of that as well, but definitely... Her big thing was definitely television and, you know, the Mary Tyler Moore show, obviously Golden Girls, the Golden Girls had a sequel, the Golden Palace. Uh, and then, you know, to see years later, her come back and, you know, she's been on several TV shows, but yeah, to have for long running shows too. to I have mean, a long Golden... running show hot in Cleveland to have this. Yes. Kind of reinvented, uh, you know, new sitcom that she was on where she was definitely the older lady in that, but another great female, female ensemble cast as well. Yeah. And you're talking about not only her her ongoing shows, but then she like would have this great um, continued uh, success, creating you know uh, having these great cameo and guest appearances on shows like Alec McBeal and and talking about her voice work. You know she was the King of Hill, uh, Simpsons, Wild Thorn, Middle Community, Thirty yeah. Rock. Yeah, um, she did a and bunch. Then, and then even like having like little like guest appearances and shows like that 70s show and the practice and Malcolm middle. And, and so even family, I mean, there's so many things that, you know, it's, it's, I, I could go all day, but yeah, it was just something like she kind of like in a way without being parodied, she was kind of like um, a bit of a, um, uh, Christopher Walken, if you will, that she really never turned down anything. She was really up for anything. And it's just something like, you know, you think like you, we talk about these great, um, uh, entertainers that, you know, maybe getting older, they would kind of like kind of step out of the line a little bit more. She was still up for anything. And the fact that 99, she was still with it. She was still like, I I've got this. And, and she like just knew the, she knew the secret to a long life. And I think it was, it was all about her, her attitude and her openness to, to have fun. I mean, that was the, that's the biggest appeal is just her comedy and the, the joy that she brought whenever she entered a room. To think of the legacy that she left, to think of all the work she had done over her life from game shows to sitcoms to even some dramatic work and these movie roles, both animated and the ones where she's in live action. I mean, she, you know, to even SNL, you know, she got to host SNL 
and she came back for the 40th anniversary to do one of the sketches and she it felt like she didn't miss a beat you know she just came in and people people really gravitated to oh my gosh betty white betty white you know there's 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 stars and then there's hollywood just like icon and betty white definitely was a hollywood icon so she will she will definitely be missed and the great thing is we can always look back at all the amazing work she did uh to relive those memories with her she is completely immortalized in pop culture and i uh, hope you enjoy this tribute to betty white we salute you and let us know um, of course there's countless things to remember what is your favorite betty white memory let us know uh tell us on our social page and or send us an email and thanks again for joining us for this little tribute to the first lady of television betty white thanks for listening to the potential podcast you can follow us on instagram and facebook at the potential podcast or on twitter at the potential pod or you can email us send us your positive feedback and thoughts suggestions and more through our email the potential podcast at yahoo.com i'm your host chris dewar and i'm your host taylor sokol stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture entertainment and nerdum and remember know, know your, your potential, potential.